you have a gunshot you wound to your COVID. arm. You go into the hospital. <laughs> They're like, all right, sir, can you sit down here? I'm like, I, I need help. I've been shot in the arm. They're like, uh, we need to run a COVID mm, test. We need to test you for COVID. <laughs> I had COVID. Mm, that's even more so. No, can you, sir, can you COVID. stop screaming? I'm trying to swab your nose. I'm, oh, I have an open wound in my arm sure. from a gunshot. You're going to swab me. You okay. My heart be stopping. <laughs> it just, yep, there it went. Just stopped. What are you going to do about it? He died Test of COVID. Him COVID. <laughs> Test him for COVID. <laughs> oh, good. We get more money. If you die now, we can just, you know, we can get some money. <laughs> yeah, so the stupid bronchitis thing, man, just is, took a took a toll on me and it was good to have a negative test and then also then be like okay let's knock this out for you so they gave me steroids for the inflammatory you know to really bring down inflammation and then antibiotic and then like some heavy duty cough medicine too so nice yeah good stuff joe how are you doing today Hello, doing well. Having a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, now more delicious, zero calories. Oh, is that the new one? The new, new one that I've the seen? Totally, now, yes. Seen advertisements yes. for? Small, yeah, yeah, you know those uh, small cans? I like those. those oh, yeah, they're like half half size. Yeah. I got a few of these for uh, watching football this past weekend. Watching football. Yeah, it's fall, man. Yep. So we are recording this evening again remotely. Yes, but I am in my bunker. Joe is in his bunker right now. Yeah. (laughs) In his <laughs> undisclosed location at Joe's studio, 5,000 feet underground, nickel-plated, with sentry yeah. guns out front, I'm wow, sure. it keeps, like, growing every episode. Pretty it's soon, we're going to have the government more. looking for you. That's my... They're going to be like, no, none of this nickel-plated. They're going to be like, all right, that's it. <laughs> this guy's got machine guns outside his thing. That doesn't <laughs> work. They don't care about that. <laughs> they, they're like, who has a nickel-plated place? 50,000 feet under the water ground. (laughs) Hey, let's jump into it. I'm Ken. And this is Joe. And together we're we're joking joking around. Oh yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, I couldn't help but sing along a little bit. <laughs> so I think that's the first time we've actually done the intro live with the music. Just a little sound <laughs> engineering know. back thing there for you. But um, yeah, so hey, Joe, I just thought of this. Yeah, we we're talking about machine yeah. guns and stuff in front of your property. Um. <laughs> we went uh we went shooting back a few months ago 
over at your right. neighbor's property, and that was a blast with a uh, good buddy of ours, Mikey. Oh, yes. Mikey Z. The <laughs> Z Meister, sometimes known as Big Mikey Z. He goes by a lot of names, in case you can't tell. But, um... Isn't yeah, he? Isn't he also man. from Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, You're already there. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. He uh, he brought an arsenal over. So um, recently, um, uh, I purchased some firearms or whatever, and I've had firearms in the past, but um, uh, recently um, I got my CWP, and um, so you know it's cool and everything, and I wanted to take it out shooting and everything. And, um, Joe has a neighbor who's um, pretty pro gun and everything and actually has property to shoot on. So he, he had that open invitation and I guess you had gone a couple times before and, uh, and we were talking to Mikey Z one day and he's a gun nut. Like he had, Oh boy, how many guns did he have? I well, cannot disclose that information at this time. <laughs> well, how many? Not how many does he own? But how many did he bring? I mean, it was oh, really it was it, it was sweet. To be around, I mean, all together when we were all there, I think there was something like you know what eight firearms at least, if not maybe double that. Yeah, he I think that's what he brought, and then you know I brought my carry. You brought some of your guns as well. Um, yeah, I had a few. Yeah, and that's what I kind of wanted to talk about was you got to compete on Whoa. a speed course, right, with one of the greatest shooters, like female shooters, or shooters in general. Don't even have to be female shooter. Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, they do have categories broken up for uh, men and women. Uh-huh. Um, for USPA, I believe I'm saying that right. So there's like Steel Challenge. And there is the other one, which just escaped me. Great. Now I look like a fool. But I had it in the back of my mind as far as the differences. But anyway, she is the fastest female shooter in, I believe, Steel Challenge would be what it is, I believe. So that's when you've got the steel plates. Jesse, Jesse, right? Is that her name? Yep. Yep. Jesse. She's just recently getting married. Jesse Harrison. Yeah, so the last name may change or not, I don't know, but Jesse Harrison. Yep. Oh, okay. She's oh, and she is marrying uh uh the fastest male shooter in Steel <laughs> Challenge. So you're talking about some extremely fast shooting babies one day. No. <laughs> but for you know, uh for real, it was really cool because I did get to shoot with her now i i kind of did the whole water you know drinking from the fire hose if you will with with the process that i decided to go with with uh working with her so yeah in other words that was a lot of whiffs but i decided not to study and practice too much um i wanted to kind of hit it just cold turkey because that was the point of a video that we were going to create together where she tries to speed paint with me and I tried to basically speed shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Against each other. Yeah. This was, and this was a collaboration sponsored by uh, a gun company, Taurus, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Taurus 
Um, I, I, I really almost feel bad to even have to kind of come at it from this angle, but I know them very well, and I know that they are fine with me even coming from this angle. But I think they're a lot like that, you know, that one team that you follow for years and you just feel like they're always just just under, you know, uh, I don't know, low on the low on the ranks and, and maybe like the Walmart of guns and everybody, you know, I had that kind of stigma <laughs> with it. And the new guy who came in, I'm, I'm like not sure if I should use names or not. So right now I'm just not using them as much um, just just because. But the, the new um, CEO slash president, I guess I'll just call him that for now, um, had come over from a well-known company and the same thing with Jesse's um, husband to be as well, by the way, has come over and now is sponsored by them. Anyway, all this to say that there are a couple of guns that they've been, that they've created that are really solid. They are really good. They've been getting high ratings. And uh, I say all that because I'm really proud of them. I think that they're a really cool uh, company. They've got an American headquarters uh, location in Georgia, and that's where we shot. Yeah, and she's uh, actually from um, from Georgia herself too. I was looking up her profile, and so yep. she is a world champion pistol shooter. Um, she's yep. also the first female USPSA Grandmaster. That's it. Yes, yeah, USPSA, right? Like, yep. Yeah. USPSA. I think I said that wrong earlier. I I left out an S, I believe, but yeah. So yes. I mean, going all the way back, I'm looking at her thing here was. I think since 2005 um, is when she started mm-hmm. winning championships. <laughs> and every year since then, she's won Steel Challenge World, State, um, Western Three Gun World, the ladies' traditional. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many, it's too many to read here, but every year, um, I'm going to go recently here, all the way up to 2020 and 2021, um, she won the World Speed Shooting Championship the ladies open um, USPSA Colorado state championships, ladies open um, yeah. and then team Motley dragons cup overall single stack champion. So I, like looking through all this stuff, there's so, I didn't realize how many categories there were to shooting. There's like a yeah, ton. So she, uh, she actually, I believe got her start in cowboy, which um, Everett, who a lot of you have heard me talk about him before, who works with me, um, my brother-in-law, he actually, uh, he's, he's quite a quick shooter himself and he participated in some cowboy. And that was my first introduction to understanding what it was. Cause I saw how fast he could draw and shoot. And, Everett, Everett, uh, uh, shoots like that. Yes. He's, he's quite quick and he really got into it. Uh, again, recently, back when I was doing this video um, and he, he helped me. We went shooting one time. So that was my, okay. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't shot a handgun since I think we did with dad at like the father son retreat once. And then maybe yeah. Yeah. one other time with, with grandpa Dale with that tiny, tiny little, it was probably a Taurus. No, it was so, it was a tiny little gun that was for like self-defense or something. It was like, like a that. daringer. Um, I don't even the remember, ankle one he had strapped it, it, to his ankle. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, aside from that, I honestly could not remember firing um, any pistol 
or handgun mm-hmm. uh, other than the one time I did with Everett. Anyway, he kind of showed me just so that I didn't feel so uncomfortable that like, you know, I, I would do anything dangerous or anything, which they wouldn't have allowed me to do anyway. But uh, for the sake of feeling kind of comfortable with the whole process, he's like, yeah, just let me shoot a little bit. And he kind of took me through the ropes of how to handle the gun a little bit and to feel a little bit comfortable with it again. And, and now obviously I, I got some training from Jesse. So honestly, we both trained each other in our respective yeah. sport, if you will. And I think that was what made it really, really cool is that, you know, I got some high level training from her and she did really well. So I, I felt like I did okay. You know, obviously I think now if I were really to, feel extremely competitive that was more for fun it was a little competitive but nothing crazy uh i'd probably be able to up my game a little bit but so um you man, guys can actually so you guys can actually go see this um <clears throat> at battleofspeed.com um yeah you'll see you'll see joe there with uh with the beard and you'll see jesse there with the gun up top i'm just looking at it right now and you got a few episodes on here um going yeah. through your side and then her side um which is pretty yeah. cool now on the bottom here uh you guys did you, you did some hand-painted firearms for taurus yeah, so yep for taurus so they actually um sponsored the shoot but uh in in regards to that we did kind of a collaboration with the brands obviously and we did a giveaway so that's obviously over now don't go rushing in there and try to (laughs) enter or something but there were it on there it probably says i think there were guns but i actually painted 20 um because one is in their headquarters okay um out in ooh, I need to make sure I get this right. Is it in Brazil? Ooh. I don't know. Um, I'm looking. No, I'm you're there. right. There's ten guns here. Um, you at the time, <clears throat> excuse me. You could enter for your chance to win an official 1911 hand painted exclusively yep. by Joe Everson. Yep. Yeah. So there were twenty. There were twenty guns that I painted. So one of them was like. You know, uh, boy, I might name a few that aren't on there, but it kind of had like almost that. They let me just do what I wanted, basically. So I had one that was like a zombie apocalypse gun. And yeah, I that one's on there. Real... I actually see it. That's the last okay. one on the list. Okay, um, there was there was that one. There was a Guns and Roses one, which was just oh, it was yep. like a sharpied, yeah, black and yeah. white gun. Uh, there was one that looks kind of like I called it the Harley Quinn gun. That's not, I don't think, the title. But um, it had like a chrome and uh, blue and reddish kind of painterly look to it. Um, There's another chrome one that I don't think's on there, and it was the um, it was an octopus gun. So it had like oh. uh, one of the guys, yeah, one of the guys that we worked with. It was basically done for him. Um, there was the Jesse original, which uh, was called the standing ovation. Oh, and, I don't uh, see that one on here. So what yep, they had listed was one. never forget. That's the, that's the, um, yep. uh, fire department, uh, New York. Um, yes. Nine 11. Yep. Nine 11 tribute. tribute also has one of your paintings there. 
of the uh, famous scene of the firefighters lifting the American flag on the um, the uh, ground zero for 9-11. Yes. Um, we the people, uh, the patriot, yep. there's the 1981, the American graffiti, Guns N' Roses. You talked about Now You See Me. I don't know if I've uh, seen this yeah. one. Now Interesting. You see me. Which one? That one's like that, one? that one's like all roughed up. It's like a tan, almost looks like oh, yeah. battle damaged kind of thing. So yeah, it has like a camo used kind yeah. of. You know, um, yeah. So by the way, it is in Brazil. So okay. Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil, I believe, is the tourist headquarters. So I did a Rio gun, which was probably my favorite, actually. Yeah. And I did like they have that that um. Uh, is it called the carnival? Carnival. Yeah. Uh, carnival. Like carnival. carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Carnival. In Rio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did like, there's these feathers and they're just super vibrant, crazy. Even the photos, although they did a really good job, they just don't do it justice when it's in your hand. Like it was just so cool. It had this like almost like a pearlescent kind of sheen to it. Um, from the different types of spray paints and, and enamels that I used in the process. And anyway, it was a really cool, very feathery, explosive in color looking gun. And these guns, there's like a, they came in a, in a case with, I think a little lock kind of thing, but it was like, yeah. a, it was almost like a fish bowl case, not bowl, but a, a glass looking, you know, if you can <laughs> imagine that, like a trophy case kind of thing. Sweet. And yeah, I would prop the gun up so that it was, you know, standing up. And they were said in there, you know, these guns are not meant to fire, you know. Right, right, that, yeah. They, yeah, and I I don't know for sure. I know that, no, I think they could technically fire. I actually got to keep uh, one of them as my own. And I did, a, we did a test run of that one. I think, uh, when you were here. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Coming full that, that's what reminded me of that. Cause you had this and cause I never, I never really fired Taurus before I fired a couple of them, like some 22s are really common. Um, you know, way back in the day, like you said, with like dad or something that, at um, a father son retreat and everybody brought guns <clears throat> and they bring the little pea shooters for us. But, um, they the one you had was a 1911 45 caliber and it yeah. was all metal heavy beautiful beautifully yep. balanced i mean 1911s are just an awesome style gun anyways they've been around for you know 100 yep. years yep. um but that was just really i was really impressed with it and i was like wow this is a taurus you know cuz you like you said they kind of they might have had a um a, a kind of stigma to them maybe as not the best guns or, sure. you know, like, a yeah. like you said, like a Walmart brand or something like that. But I think they've really turned it around and you even had a couple different versions of the Taurus guns that I'd never seen before. And I think things that weren't even out yet at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So there was one that I got that they did. So I knew I was getting it before it was ever on the market, basically. <clears throat> um, and then I think, the literally the second that they were about to like launch them, they had sent me one, and that was the twenty two hand gun speed gun. Yeah, the speed gun. That thing was sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, that was super that was, light. Oh man, it was like yeah. a race gun. 
Yep, is a race gun. It it has a couple of features that were really nice to it, and I got to kind of test drive it when I was out on the range with them. And I think the things that made it really cool were the ergonomics, if you will, of how it could be a lefty or a righty, just, you know, really smooth. Yeah. Just, you know, there wasn't any kind of funky feeling to it, and it just fit in the hand really, really well. It was light. It was... It is a race gun. It's not. Um, it, it, it's it's not necessarily like a self defense. I mean, anything. Yeah, it'd be really weird. Start. It'd be really weird yeah. to carry it. It's shaped funny. It's almost boxy because yep. yep. the rail on it is is not made yeah. to to handle all that much. It's made to slide back and rack another round in it as fast as possible. Yep. And it, and it, and the way that the, so I'm waiting to get a possible <laughs> sight or scope or whatever, not a scope, but a, a red dot on top that I'd love to have, or one of those, um, uh, uh, I want to, I keep wanting to say halogen. No, the hollow, <laughs> hollow sun, uh, um, hollow sun. There we go. Yeah. yeah red, dot. red dots. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I've been wanting to put one of those on there. Um, but it, it, it when it, when the, slide comes back when it's fired there the actual mount that your uh sight or reticle or whatever it is that you put on top stays in the same place so it's not a part of that right system that moves yeah and that there are other guns that do that it's not necessarily like but the way that it does it was very nice like everything comes back to center you know, the second it's done with the whole mechanism of reloading and you end up being like right back on target. At least that's what I noticed when I was firing out at the range. And the only thing there was a kink that they were working out at the time, which apparently they did work out because I tested it. But if you got like the high velocity rounds, right. I think it was, yeah. Um, it would, um, Dove pipe, I think is what it would, what it was called. And basically just meant that it would catch the round. Yeah. Cause it'd be too fast. Yep. Yeah. 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 So and there's certain, there... it jam, but they fixed that and I tested it and it is, man, that thing is smooth. You keep it clean and it's fast and it works. Yeah. Great. Sweet. So I'm going to play a little clip here, um, for the battle of speed. Oh, so that was the first. (laughs) You guys can't see it, obviously, because we're not we're not doing video. But that was like the coolest intro to anything I've ever seen. I remember when Joe was telling me about it and um, it shows Joe doing his painting and Jesse, you know, shooting some rounds off and everything. But (laughs) it was like it was really, really glad to play that. But um, Joe, uh, yeah, so you guys got to go check it out. It's still there. Um, like I said, it's um, it's the battleofspeed.com. We'll put it in the link in the description here of the podcast as well so you can go directly to it. But um, that was a lot of fun. And I got to shoot um, 
the 1911, the 22, and then there was, wasn't there another one? I want to say it was a 36C. Is that correct okay, that you had? So, yeah, there's a G36C and a G36, I believe. So, wait, G, no, G3. Why am I saying 36? G36, I said G36. That's, that's a, that's a rifle. That's not the handgun. Sorry about that. Yeah, G3. <laughs> if we had a G36, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, believe me, I would have been shooting that one like crazy. Um, but G, uh, yeah, now you got me all the G3. Up, but it's a yeah. G3 and a G3C, I thought. Mm-hmm. G3. G3C. And one of them, so one of them is a little bit smaller, and the other one is obviously a, a full size or regular size um, yep. handgun. And uh, honestly, I actually like the smaller size um, a lot. Um, both quite pretty accurate. Um, also, I believe the C won a couple of awards if you look it up. Um, yeah, um, that's the it, newest one. It did really well. Yep. And it's they're, they're not the prettiest guns, I'll say that, but they're extremely comfortable. So um, they're, when you're kind of looking at them, I'm looking at them here online. The, the G3 is a little bit shorter. Um, it's got the slanted um, uh, grip on it so, so that your, um, your mag gives you a little extra for your pinky. Um, but, like, it's got the slope in for your, um, uh, for your thumb. It's got the rest there. It even has a little finger press above the trigger guard. Um, <clears throat> really, they're, they're really comfortable to shoot. Um, the, and, and, and like we said before, they're not expensive. Like yeah. I'm looking at all the different versions, like the highest version of the G three C Toro is like 450 bucks. That's from their site too. I'm sure you could find it cheaper elsewhere. Um, the, yep. um, uh, I guess the other one, the G three is the bigger one. Um, Still same price. It's got a little bit longer barrel on it. Um, and it's a flat, um, mag mag. Well, I think, I think one of them comes suppressor ready. Uh, if I remember, yeah, I'm sure you can, you know, it's a little bit gun meriting out a little bit here, but I believe that's on one of them, probably the G three, but I'm, I, I hope I'm not getting that wrong, and maybe it's the 22 that I was shooting, but I'm pretty sure it comes that way. Anyway, for those who like to geek out a little bit, nerd out on uh, guns, <laughs> yeah, just to touch more. It, it's yeah, all the reviews that I've seen on it is like budget friendly, best gun for your money, kind of a concealable, not too much gun, but also plenty of gun at the same time, kind of a thing for right, yeah, you know, self defense, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, nine millimeter, um, which is popular enough. Obviously, uh, I've noticed that a lot of the ammo has gone up a lot in the nine millimeter range. I actually, find forty five or was finding forty five for uh, a pretty good deal compared to nine millimeter, in my opinion. Uh, locally, yeah, and, and defensive so, rounds are hard yeah. to find too, uh, especially recently. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, you know, obviously we're shooting range type um, ammo for when we were plinking around and and making sure that we were uh, understanding our weapons. I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned from Jesse was that um, there are so many people who like trick out their firearms and then don't know how to use them. 
and that's what she <laughs> runs into the most. And, well, I don't know yeah. if I can say that for sure, but that was something that she definitely was kind of, you know, uh, had mentioned was one of the worst things that she noticed was, you know, a lot of people would talk gun and, and even know their stuff. And just once they actually went to use it, they, you know, they'd forget how their safety lock was working or, oh, this is actually a, you know, um, a different type of action, you know, right. um, or something like that where they just weren't ready for it. So anyway, that was, that was what, and then of course, safety, um, that's always preached so hardcore, which for a reason, <laughs> but the way that you treat safety was a little bit different than I had in the past. And it was really cool because seeing someone who's literally, uh, training to move as fast as possible and have the most efficiency from the holster to that steel plate, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you don't necessarily get that from, you know, like your dad when you're hanging out with him or whatever, you know, and, and just, you know, she's like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, ping, 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 you know, and, uh, and it's done. <laughs> like, it's just over. It's, you know, but, uh, having that efficiency and everything, I mean, they do a lot of training her and her soon to be husband are, uh, I've done a lot of training for the military as well. Oh, and really? that's okay. actually how I, yeah, yeah. That's how I actually met them. Um, because they wanted to find out what is the quickest, most efficient and most accurate way to get, you know, our military guys on target, you know, in moving situations and different, um, positions and all of that. And it's really cool. If you, if you look up, uh, Jesse Harrison, um, on Instagram or YouTube, you'll see a lot of that kind of work going on and see how there's yeah. obstacles and all that. It's really cool. See, so, um, I, when I decided to conceal carry, um, <clears throat> for me, I'm a bigger guy, so I couldn't really carry a big gun and be comfortable all day with it. So I ended up going, I ended up getting a Glock and there's a lot of, I mean, tons and tons of people love Glocks and there's a, there's a crowd of people that hate them. Right. So people are usually polarized on them. People usually love them or hate them. And, um, I haven't, uh, fired like all the Glocks or anything. Cause they say like, if you fire like the Glock 19 or Glock 17, which is like the, those are like the standard ones that, um, used to be for the military or <clears throat> sorry for law enforcement or whatever. I think now, yep. depending on where yep. you are, you can actually pick your own. They can pick their own carry. Um, but before that, my first purchased handgun was quite recently within the last five years was, um, a Beretta, um, it was a Beretta 84 FS. <laughs> so, um, this was a big gun and it was only a 380. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it, it's a 380 round is like a short nine mil. Um, it's still, you know, you can still get good defensive rounds with it, but it was not a carry gun. It was a double stack. So it was thick handle. The whole thing was all metal and it actually was nickel plated. <laughs> Um, it was a beautiful gun with uh, wood grain handles on it and everything, and I've always loved the Beretta style and the way they look. They're big. They're they're. Um, in fact, I don't know if they were designed this way, but they fit better with somebody who's got gloves on for the military because the M9 was the service pistol for the military for years and years before they switched to Sig. 
Um, right. So they kind of they have that uh, bigger handle to them. So you kind of have to have a little bit of bigger hand. I don't have huge hands, and it was I could barely it barely fit mine. But I love that gun to death. But um, the sad the sad end of that story was I eventually sold it. But I, that was I love that gun. I've always loved the Beretta style of it. Um, yep. So you know, but as far as carry guns, they're they're a little bit bigger. So that's why I went with Glock and the reliability of Glock and just, you know, they're extremely simple. The safety, you were talking about safety and that put me towards Glock because Glock doesn't have an external safety. They have a trigger safety and that's it. And yep. they're striker fire guns. Yep. So literally the, literally the only way that that gun can go off is if you pull the trigger. So if you train yep. right on safety, like the holster I have is, um, it's, I forget who it's made by. I'll put it, I'll put it on there. I think it's JX tactical. I was looking up on YouTube. No joke. Like carry guns for fat guys, right? <laughs> like how do you carry if you're, <laughs> if you're a big guy? Um, because you don't have a flat stomach, so you can't, you know, appendix carry in the front is hard because when you sit down, it doesn't sit flat. It like pushes out, you know, it goes down your leg right. as opposed to up into your gut or if it does, it hurts. So, um, this guy designed this holster. It's a Kydex style. So it's a hard case holster. Um, but the gun sits deeper in it. So it doesn't slide up into your stomach so much. So anyways, it worked out well for me. And, yeah. um, and the whole thing about safety with a Glock is having that trigger covered. Um, you don't want it open. You don't want it catching on anything when you're trying to draw. And, um, and in practicing that, um, it's a different kind of draw with that, uh, concealed carry and speed shooting yeah. is two extremely different things because, if you're, you have to look at what your goal is. Your goal is, am I trying to conceal for self-defense, you know, like deep concealment, you know, people that'll do the shoulder holsters, you know, underneath the button of a shirt or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they're not looking for quick access. They're looking for deep concealment. Um, yep. If you're a speed shooter, you know, you have it way out there on your hip. Totally different thing but safety is always like the issue, right? So yep. that's like the yep. big thing you have to think about when you're getting into that. Yeah. When we were at the range, uh, a couple of the guys were including Everett, um, were doing concealed training, well not training, but just practicing as well. So you had, you know, one second I was shooting their, what was it called? I want to call it the raging hunter. <laughs> okay, like the big huge revolver. Think, yeah, so is that, is that like a fifty millimeter? Like, no, that? you're right. It's the Raging yeah. Hunter. I'm looking yeah. it up. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they have it in a that bunch thing. of different different calibers, but it goes up to goodness, forty four Magnum, three fifty seven. They do have a thirty eight special, but they have a four fifty four and a four sixty Smith and Wesson Magnum. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I shot it at its the 454. I think so, but and I've got a slow mo of me shooting it, and you can see the ripple in my wrist all the way up my arm. Yeah, you know, like in slow motion <laughs> of the impact that it had. But it actually was quite easy to hold. But you had 
yeah, that going on. And believe it or not, Taurus had a um, a uh, like a like a rifle. What do you call that? Um, cocking motion. Um, oh man, like the old western, like bolt action. Oh, um, lever action. No, thank you, lever action. My yeah. fault. Um, they had a lever action rifle that we were shooting. They had. Um, believe it or not, there was even a AR that we were firing, um, which I think actually Taurus helped make or had some connection or something. And oh, it was interesting. Like a one of a kind. Yeah, I only ever knew them really for handguns because I don't see any. I don't see any yeah, rifles or yeah, anything on there. Uh, yeah, on you gotta their, look that uh, up. There's stuff a, here. I'm pretty sure there's a Taurus. Uh, was it like a not a pistol grip? Um, tourist rifle. I'm looking it up right now as well. Tourist rifle. Firearms make rifles. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> so this might have been what I shot. I just found something else. Taurus launches a T4SA AR-15 rifle. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's one thing that somebody had there. Uh, one of the employees... I was going to say, some that. of the stuff that you shot, I don't see it on the market necessarily. So <laughs> there were, there were a you might have got to shoot some things that, yeah, that, that aren't exactly on the market yet. That's pretty cool. Man, where is it? That's a judge. Well, when I find it, I know it exists. A lever action. Maybe if I look up lever action. The point was that all the guys were you know, trying out, they had ammo, just piles of ammo ready to go. (laughs) They just said, you know, shoot whatever you want to shoot basically. And that's what we did for the whole day. Um, you know, aside from the, once we were done with the filming, um, we ended up getting to do quite a bit of shooting with them and everything. And it was, it was a lot of fun, but we learned safety on all the different styles of weapons and everything. And I got to learn, like you were talking about, about the different locations. One of the guys was a bigger guy too. And his, and he still had it carried it kind of like under the belly kind of a location. Yep. Right. And, yep. I and, still appendix carry. I do. I just, it's yep, about the right yep, holster and it's yep. about, um, so the, the thing that you always hear and it was in the class, um, the guy that did the class for us, um, he was, he was undercover for like five years and undercover narcotics for another two. He was on SWAT. He was in the military. You know, he had all kinds of experience. He was really cool because he was very well trained, but he was really relaxed. He didn't come in there thinking we're all going to be soldiers, you know, <laughs> but, um, he, yeah. uh, he, when he talked about it, um, uh, I totally forgot where I was going with this. What are you talking about? Oh, appendix carry. Oh yeah. Appendix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, he said, he said, Oh yeah. If you, if you're not wearing it, if you don't have it, you, you know, and you need it, you're, you're, you're screwed. You know, he used other colorful language, but, um, yes. it, it, that's the whole thing about carrying it is like, I hope he's like, I hope to God that you'll never have to use this ever well, that you'll yeah. never be in a situation. But he was like, the whole point of carrying is for that time when you do need it. You know, and yep. if you're, if you got a holster that's uncomfortable and you're not wearing it all the time, you know, you're, you might be caught in a situation where you're like, oh, shucks, <laughs> I wish I had it right now. You know, I'm in a bad situation because you got to yep. do everything in your power 
to not be in bad situations. It's not like you go carry and then you go out, you know, looking for trouble. If you're doing that, you shouldn't be carrying. The whole idea of it is, again, self-defense in a situation where it is the absolute last option and you need to protect you or someone close to you um, from, you know, imminent lethal peril. So uh, that was the, that was the tricky thing about the holster thing. Cause I was like, man, um, that's like a whole nother shopping experience. Cause number one, you got to find a gun that, you know, you're comfortable shooting accurately, you know how to clean it and take care of it. And, um, and then the other part is the holster part, you know, <laughs> it's like, you have to start all over again. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's amazing how deep down the rabbit hole you can go. I, yeah. I, uh, and I think that's good. I think people who, who want to be able to get into that should. And, uh, and I love it when, when they do, because I think that that's one of our, that's one of our prime rights as Americans, honestly, and yep. the right to carry. And, Absolutely. And, and, uh, I think that if we, if we don't at least, um, use that i think that it can it can go away and uh, i think it's important to understand that so yeah you forget why you need it you know uh, yeah yeah (laughs) it's not just to go hunting (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know but but anyway that is it was a great opportunity to be able to do that obviously i still have a lot to learn about firearms and the technical one of the biggest things that i learned though and i i I have to say this before we're we're done with this whole uh, concept. Uh-huh. Of I'm glad we went into this. That was fun, but this is huge, and that is it's not a clip. I found that out so fast. Um, <laughs> oh you yeah, did not say that, and it was funny. Um, Are you reloading? Got, ask for a clip. <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah, my my clip. You know, put and it's just like okay, we're not gangsters here. You know, <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah, they gave me the whole rundown. Um, so what is it called? It's not a clip. It's a mag. Yeah. So she would say, you know, make sure you seat the mag. Yep. And that's once you, when you're moving really fast, you know, through the course that I had to do, you would fire enough rounds, you know, that you started out with that you would be done with the previous yeah mag. how to reload and you would, mm-hmm. exactly so you know you would hit the mag release and in this case you would drop the magazine of the mag onto the ground and continue running while pulling another magazine another mag out of your your holster if you will for them your mag yep uh, holder and you would then seat the mag so when you put it in seating it just means make sure it's seated you'd give it kind of a, a nice pop with uh-huh. your wrist or your the, your fist your hand underneath it to make sure you got a good connection because on a couple of my trial runs um i dealt with with that not being properly seated all the way yeah and you get and jammed that, yep and it's and it's amazing how easy like just being a dude, a kid who played with guns all the time, like toy guns, obviously, um, for a long <laughs> time as a kid, you know, that was like, oh, no, this is, you know, I know how to shoot a gun. Like, give me that. You know, that's how you feel inside. You're like, no, I got this, you know. And it's amazing when your heart rate goes up. And I'm sure people deal with this with buck, you know, buck fever. Is that what they call it? Yeah. And you get, 
you get you know that heart rate goes up and you're yeah. like in the midst of a competition it's amazing how silly you will feel um dropping things and not loading things properly and and all of that if you're not just like actively telling yourself to calm down and go through the steps so i actually felt like i was kind of slow on purpose and fast um that's how jesse kind of put it to me she's like you know uh smooth is fast you know um and honestly because if you miss a target the time it takes to regain that target and come back like say there's five plates in a row ping 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 oh missed bing bing you know whatever it is and when you have to walk it back and then shoot again it's always slower to come back than it is to just go ahead and pick them off individually and be and be sure Mm -hmm. you know like nine times out of ten. I mean, I'm sure you could actually do it really, really slowly and be much slower than just firing a bunch. But <laughs> I took that to heart, and I think it helped me do okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I guess I say that to say that it's it's an awesome responsibility and a lot of fun to be able to use a tool like that and uh, to learn how to be quick with it and understand how to go through the process. Really, really cool. And uh so get one. Get a gun. <laughs> Go get your guns, people. Go get your guns, man. <laughs> oh man. So with Glocks, I'll say this last thing. We'll be done here in a little bit. But um uh with Glocks, people are fall to prey to the you said earlier the customization thing. Or people yeah. just go nuts with it. So Glocks are yeah. relatively inexpensive because they're mostly plastic polymer, you know, um, which makes them the the uh, the lowers on them, like your grip and the <clears throat> the receiver and all that stuff is like pretty cheap. You know what you're what you're paying for is the barrel and the upper and the slide and all that stuff. Well, so it gives people room to customize. And uh, I don't know if anybody's seen John Wick. Have you seen those movies, Joe? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So yep. he, they actually use a company, I believe it's called agency arms. So I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Uh, agency arms. They don't just do Glocks, but they're literally a company that customizes Whoa. your firearms. Yeah, going. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Like I'm telling you, like the slide services they'll do and they'll do all the stippling on it and like the Cerakote on there, the, the Mm -hmm. triggers and everything. And like, they'll like, you can literally go out and blow, uh, let's see. I'm gonna look up their complete build services is $1,400. That's not including the gun. That's the complete build service for it. They'll stipple the, the, the grip for you. They'll shave out like they call it the the Glock knuckle. When you you know yeah, my, my underneath kids, it, my kids don't need to go to college. It's fine. <laughs> but what's the point? Oh, they have the Sage Dynamic Build Service, which is um, their top one is like sixteen fifty for that. But um, th- that's for people who you know really. There's another guy, the guy that owns the Glock sco- Glock store that used to be in L.A. He moved to Nashville. Um, his name is Lenny McGill. If you look him up on YouTube. He does everything with Glocks, man. He's got a whole store for it. They're the largest dis- distributor of all that stuff, but um, it's crazy. We mentioned a bunch of things. You guys can look this up. Um, it's fun to go down that rabbit hole, but um, I didn't want to get too far off subject, but you talked about that, and it even 
kind of, you know, piqued my interest at <laughs> certain times. I'm like, Hey, that looks pretty sweet. You know, I want to put a hollow dot on there, customize a slide, do a stipple and a flashlight and laser and get a silenced, uh, uh adapter, you know, get a new barrel yeah. and all the, co- you know, the cutouts yeah. and everything. But man, that's $3, crazy. $3,000 later. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so thanks for, uh, thanks for listening guys. Um, we're gonna sign off tonight and, uh, yeah. Thanks, Joe. Don't forget to get your guns. Go get your guns. (laughs) See ya. See ya.